Our friend Andrew Raycroft with Gresh and Fourier. Uh, Razor, are you surprised at all at Bergie walking away? Uh, the timing, for sure. It, it seems as the longer this went, maybe he's going to, you know, he gave us some hope and, and maybe he's going to stick around. Uh, but I, I don't think even, you know, over the last couple of years and where Patrice is at in his life and his career and everything he's done, I don't think any of us should be shocked or surprised. I think it's just, it actually happened, and and that that part of it is is final. So you mentioned the, the timing. So, I mean, based on everything that was going on, we're just talking about it with Gresh. Like a lot of people dismissing, you know, like the signs. The signs were obvious. Plays for a cheap deal. Uh, you know, says goodbye in Montreal. Unfortunately, gets hurt. I mean, it was the signs were there, right? I mean, when you really, if you allow yourself to be honest with yourself and not you know, live in imagination land. Like the signs were there that he was done. Yeah, exactly. And, and and you saw the farewell on the garden, unfortunately, game seven of the first round, not of the Stanley Cup finals. Uh, the way the season went, I know we talked about it, whether on air and off air, just how easy the regular season was for the Boston Bruins last year, winning every game, how much fun that is. And, and as a veteran player, knowing you're never rolling that back again, that had to have been a part of it. And then the back injury at the end. So all of these things, it'll be interesting to see if, if there was a decision pre-made or if this happened over the last few weeks or, or when it happened and just listening to Patrice about from that. But, but certainly there was, again, it, why it's not shocking or surprising is because of all those signs you just talked about. You know, Razor, uh, Fourier just sort of flippantly mentioned in our commentary about 10 minutes ago that this guy still has game left. But as you get older, it's harder to get to the point to where you can play the game the way Patrice Bergeron does. There's still game left, but is he the player that he once was? Is this more of a... Yeah, you know, we talk about like load management in the NBA. That if Bergeron did come back, would you have to exercise some load management with the guy because it is getting harder for him to play at a selkie type level? Well, it certainly is, and and the fact that the, there's no question there's game left. I mean, he just won another selkie a month ago, and with the season that he had, the leadership capabilities. But I think. It, it's always underestimated how hard it is to stay at that level and how much has to go into it on a daily basis through 165, 170 days of a regular season. And, and I think as we get older, just everybody, you, you want to spend more time. You don't want to be doing your job 24 hours a day. And, and you're at, you get to a point where it's just better not to play. And I think Patrice is also a very proud person in that, he doesn't want to be a third-line player and, or a fourth-line player to, to help the team. This is what he is. This is what he's been his entire life. And um, he's, he's, he's going out on top as much as most professional athletes possibly can. Yeah, and Razor, I'm just sitting there thinking about him like, wow, like he actually means it. Most guys, if you threw a bucket of money at them, like at this point in time with his pedigree, his reputation, his hardware – Regardless of his age, he's a valuable commodity on a on a team that's close. But I mean, so I so I actually he's the one guy that I look at and say he doesn't give a crap about the money. No, he doesn't. And and uh, yeah, I'm the say I'm thinking the same way a little bit. And man, that's probably why I I didn't win six Selkies or six Vesna trophies. Is that 
Uh, yeah, he uh, he could go anywhere he wants and make five or six million dollars for the next three years. I'm sure there's there's ten teams wherever he wanted to go that would do that. But but again, I think that goes to what kind of a person he is, all the love and admiration that he's gotten in this city, all of the kind words and from teammates like myself who have talked so glowingly about him. I think it just comes through again in in how he's retiring and and when he's retiring and staying with this one franchise for this long. Our friend Andrew Raycroft of Nesson and, of course, here at WEEI with us on the Harbor One Hotline. And, uh, Razor, how will you remember Patrice Bergeron? Who was the guy maybe that you knew when you all first came into the league to this guy who's still at, at even a hockey advanced age is out there winning a Selkie? Yeah, it's funny, and and again, I, I've we've talked a lot. My wife and I, especially, have talked a lot just since we've come back. And uh, I mean, I missed uh, I missed the the Bruins winning a cup here. I wasn't around. I was still in the league, bombing around. So I missed a lot of Patrice's career. So what I remember is two thousand three, two thousand four, and him coming in and and just every day getting better as an eighteen year old kid. And and the second round, and eighteen year olds never made NHL hockey teams and. He just continued to do it, and, and we'd be in the room together, and he'd, he'd chug out another day with the behemoths that were out on the ice, and he found a way to get smarter. He found a way to get better every day, and uh, for him to have carried it on this long is something that, that – it, and he hasn't changed. I guess that's the other thing that, that sticks with me is that after everything he's done with his career, he literally acts the exact same as he did as an 18-year-old kid. And I say that in a positive, as positive way as I possibly can. He's just a, a humble person, a great person, and uh, he, you know. I almost don't believe I, it. I don't say I almost, I'm proud of people. He's just proud. Like, he should be so proud of himself. Uh-oh. Yeah, I don't, I just almost don't believe it because those people don't exist. They don't. No. Okay, they don't exist. <laughs> You know, and I feel like you're so and and, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I heard this story and I I hope I'm getting this right, um, that when he got into the league, he didn't speak English. Right. Um, And that when he would go out to dinner, he had no idea what to get. So he basically just repeated whoever ordered next to him. So if somebody if you were sitting next to him, he just repeated. He just said, I'll have that also. Do you know? Do you have any remembrance? Do you have any? Is that true remotely? Yeah, no, a million percent. He he grew up in Quebec City. He grew up. He played junior in a French-speaking place. Uh, so and listen, he could get by, and we could talk, but it wasn't comfortable for him in any way whatsoever. So you know, he had Marty Lapointe, he had Felix Potvin on that team. A lot of times, those guys were going to dinner, and and that's what he was. And he listen, he's he worked just as hard. Now he doesn't even have an accent. No, it, that, like, that's it, my it, point. He worked perfect. just as hard. He's worked so yes. hard at those things. As, as he has on the ice, and and again, that's the 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 pride that he has in and being a good person and doing the right thing. And uh, th- there are so many teammates that you guys know that that I know that act like that and and have some of that persona in the media, but aren't really like that. The, the, there's none of that with this guy, and uh, it's it's a it's a celebration day for him. And and I hope that you know he, he certainly has put a lot of time and effort into this thought too into this decision. You, you know that is the case with him, and, um, you know, it's it's sad to see him go. So now, what about the Bruins from here on out? 
no captain, need a new captain, got to repurpose the leadership. How do you think that all ends up shaking down, and how does Don Sweeney go about trying to replace a player of this caliber with no cap space? Well, you're not replacing him. You hope Charlie Coyle, Pavel Zaka have have learned over the years, and, and I, we've seen him them play extremely well, especially in the playoffs without Patrice Bergeron. Um, it will be interesting to see if that can – it's a consistency that Patrice has brought in to the, to the game, and, and can guys do it on a nightly basis. So it, it doesn't help. It certainly doesn't help this team because at, at, we talked about the level Patrice has been playing at. I think leadership-wise, the culture won't change. I think Zidane Chara brought it, Patrice has carried it on, and he and they as an organization have made sure to have the right people in place, the Charlie McAvoy, the Brad Marchand, David Pasternak, go down the line. These are all very solid human beings that are going to be just as prideful to continue and play well without Patrice Bergeron and show that they can play without Patrice Bergeron at the level that this team has been at the last four or five years. Uh, I'm seeing a, a, a text from the 401 that says Bergeron's one of 22 members of the Triple Gold Club, which actually sounds like something uh, Wiggy would have at Dossiers during the <laughs> ALCS, but uh, an Olympic gold medal, a world championship gold medal, and a Stanley Cup. To those of us who are not Canadian, I don't know if that triple gold club sort of status connects. You would think it's more like going to Hertz. So help us out in understanding from a Canadian's perspective how being one of 22 people in that club is really such a such a an, an elite place to live. Well, it's so elite, especially because the NHL players hadn't started the Olympics until 98. So, so many of the older guys didn't get the opportunity to be in that club. So, and as a Canadian, that means you won an Olympic gold medal for your country, which is as big as it possibly can get at a national level for someone playing in the NHL and from Canada. So I know there's a bunch of Swedish guys that played in Detroit over the years. Patrice is one of the guys here in Canada. It's, there's not going to be a lot of names on that list at the end of uh, at the end of the next century. So, so that's a, a very special special place, and it means that uh, you've contributed to hockey in a big way, and it means you're also a first ballot Hall of Famer. Well, um, so where will his street be near the Garden? Like, is there any streets they can rename? <laughs> what are you thinking? Like, if yeah, you had is where, where, where would Berge, Bergeron's alley? Yeah, where where would it be? Is there a room for one of his? What, what street can they rename? Honestly, because there's got to be a name over there. They they got to do they got to do a street name for Patrice. I'm not sure if he's a statue guy with Bobby. Oh, but there you go. Well, is he a statue um, yeah, guy? Good gotta, question. Is he a statue guy? No, he's great, but no. That's there's the debate. Think, is he a, think, does he deserve deserve a statue, Razor? You got to say it now. It's a good debate. I haven't got no, no. I don't have to say. I got to think about this. I know his numbers. You're still be in, in denial. He'll be in the Hall of Fame. Are you I'm in denial? In denial. Right now. Let me get through the day. We got a lot of work to do. I got to get through the day. There here, you man. go. Hey, Razor. Thanks for jumping on with us. We know that uh, you're busy heading to Ness and all that kind of stuff. We appreciate it, friend. Thanks, I'm buddy. sure we'll see you soon. No, you got it, guys. Enjoy Fox, bro. It's going to be hot. Bring it Let's go. I got I the got, baby powder. I'm I, ready. I got the big fan right. ready to go. Thanks, brother. There goes, uh, there goes Andrew Raycroft with us on the uh, Harbor One hotline.